Here we are again, another week of me trying to be better to the people in my life. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, it is me, your beautiful, wonderful, handsome podcast host, Paul Masbad. Thank you so much for joining me for another week of me trying to be better to the people in my life. I hope you're trying to be better to the people in your lives. It's always good to spread positivity. More on that in a little bit, but first I want to remind you that I have a Patreon. And if you don't know what a Patreon is, basically it's a crowdfunding service, but it's a lot different than Indiegogo or Kickstarter or GoFundMe because instead of giving a one-time payment to something you want to support, you do it on a monthly basis. You can do it for as much as you want to, as little as you want, and you can cancel at any time. It's super easy, super cool. It's at it's patreon.com slash friend. So check it out. If you do support, you'll get some cool extra perks. And to, to the patrons who are already supporting me, I am working on those perks for you, my buds. I am working on them, and I will let you know as soon as possible. Trust me, this week is a big week for that. But anyway, this week's episode, like I said at the beginning, it's important to spread positivity. It's important to be positive and have a po- positive mental attitude. And one of my friends who has always kind of had that energy about her is my friend Candace, who I talked to. We went to college together. You'll hear all about that once the episode starts. Uh, she was one of the first friends I made after I transferred from my hometown college to the college that I got my degree at. Uh, she's always been really nice and really supportive. Really awesome. I'm so glad she did this. I'm so glad you did this, Candace, if you're listening. But anyway, enough talking for me. Let's just get into that episode. Yep. Hey. Uh, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Same old shit. I'm actually watching my guilty pleasure TV show, Keep Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Ooh. <laughs> it's such Ooh. bullshit TV. Yeah. Bullshit TV is so good. Yeah, I uh, I watch my mom watch the like all the Bravo shows. Yep. You know. Oh, like... is the best. Actually, I think I only really watch Top Chef because it's like the only show worth watching. Oh. You don't watch, like, The Real Housewives? I used to watch maybe, like, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, but then it got a little bit too much for me, and I was like, this is stupid. Why am I watching this? Yeah. That happened to my mom with, I think, the New Jersey one. She really liked it. I used to watch that one, too, but then, like, there was one family that, like, had to file for bankruptcy or, I don't know, they, like, didn't read paperwork, and now they're, like, in jail. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Whatever, but, like... Maybe I do watch that from time to time, but again, bullshit TV, like, who wants to really waste their time on that? Yeah, for sure. Me, oh, I guess. <laughs> and, and me, obviously. And humans. I mean, I can't really talk because- Oh, um... no, I can't really hear you. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, no. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Am I good? Do I sound good? Do I sound cool? Yeah. I mean, either I have really possible because why? Yeah. I mo- I just moved a lot of stuff, so um, I don't know. I miss you. I miss you too. Has it been a minute? <laughs> it's been a long time since the summertime, I think. Yeah. I think that's about true. Or at least the like last time I remember FaceTiming you, you were still in California. Yeah, but we hung out in person. Not with you in person, so I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> or I just have shit memory. But it's all right. Where are you going? 
walking around my room. Oh. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> nice little, uh, I don't know what that's called. I call it, what's the na lady's name from Wheel of Fortune? Oh, Vanna White. White. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. How's life? It, it's pretty good, I guess. But um, I usually start these things with how we know each other. How do? Uh, for, yeah, from from you. Um, let's see. How do I know Paul? Paul was sitting on the quad of Manhattanville during like orientation. And you were, like, with all the transfer kids or, like, with all the freshmen and you were, like, I'm way too old for this shit. Like, why the fuck do I do this? And I, I don't know what it was. Maybe you were wearing, like, a t-shirt or, like, you just looked badass on the quad. So I, like, went up and I came to you. And I think from there, it kind of just, um, that's, like, how it happened. <laughs> yeah. And that was so long ago now, right? Like, oh... I don't know, maybe like six years. <sighs> My math might be bad, but that sounds great. It does. We both gasp <laughs> because it seems real enough. Yeah. Fucking man, though. I sometimes yeah from time to times, and I utterly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but I like mostly go back to like say what's up to the radio station, and then oh yeah, realize I don't know anyone, and I'm like oh. Why do I bring myself to this situation? Do they know you, though? Um, I mean, the station manager, Declan, who you probably remember or know, hopefully. Like, I'll go see him, and I'll see Bree and, like, a few other people who are still around. But they're, like, basically graduating. So after this year, I, I really don't have a reason to go back. Oh, wow. I mean, it's good to know the station's doing good. Yeah. Weird. They share it with, like, Touchstone, the newspaper. Oh. So, like, half the corner that used to be really cool is now just a pile of old newspaper that no one reads. Oh. And they, like, order way too many copies of the paper. Like, really, you think people are going to read this? Yeah. I think that's the story of every college newspaper. Like, nobody reads it. Just be, like, environmentally realistic and friendly and just say, maybe, like, 15, 20 students are going to read this physical newspaper. Yeah, and email it. How big the school is, I guess. Yeah. I think 15 to 20 is a reasonable amount for a small place like Manhattanville. Yeah. <laughs> but. College. Huh? I'm sorry. Fucking college. Oh, yeah. Well, it was fun, though, I guess. I wasn't really there that often because I commuted, but. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of was a ghost my last two years there, so. Yeah, that's what you gotta do, right? You gotta separate yourself from the negative bullshit. <laughs> so how have things been? Um, they're chill. I'm like trying to hustle, doing yoga and stuff, but then I'm realizing it's pretty exhausting mm -hmm. teaching yoga in like different places with different people. But, I mean, it's super cool. Like, I think most times I'm like, oh, I got to go bring myself to a class. And then I, like, teach my class. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was so great. Oh, okay. Just because it's, it's really rewarding. Like, I never know who's going to walk through my doors. And nine times out of ten, it's like a much older person who's like, don't grow old and you'll get achy and it hurts. And I'm like, I'll try not to. <laughs> 
but how how long have you been doing that now? Um, I started teaching back in September. I got a gig at the YMCA in White Plains, and then I was teaching at a community space in Yonkers where I had been practicing for many years, and then I told them I'd be doing my certification. They were like, when you finish, let us know. Um, so I kind of teach in, like, different places, but mostly just the why. Um, mm. And I, I figured at one point, because I felt like I kind of let my college degree go to waste, like, I have this big bank degree that I don't do shit with and then I paid money to be a certified yoga teacher so I was like let me not like sit on this certificate that I paid money for and like actually use it Mm -hmm. yeah did it how is it when you say it's exhausting is it like mentally exhausting or just like physically physically because you're like it depends on your availability you kind of are your own boss and you create your own schedule so it's really like Whatever my schedule is, I make it work with other people. But sometimes in a day, I might be like ping ponging from like two different places where like I'm busy trying to schedule stuff. And it just feels like I'm exhausted scheduling and just like thinking about it more so than like physically bringing myself to like go teach. Yeah, I feel that. I definitely do. I feel like I look weird. I feel like you can just see my head. So I'm going to. No, I can see your whole head. Yeah, but I I thought I felt like I was just like like this. And that's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry it's a weird thing to stop the conversation for <laughs> but um remind me again how long have when did you start uh this this path on doing yoga and stuff um it's been i don't know maybe like three years now oh really i picked it up in a really weird time in my life like i felt like i was utterly lost confused and probably going through a heartbreak at the time and mm-hmm. I needed to like focus my attention onto something else because I had too much time on my hands and it was creating like a really shitty mindset for me. And it was like, dude, you got to not do this to yourself. And it takes a lot for anyone who struggles with like mental. I don't want I don't really want to say like mental health because I don't. But I guess it is. It is mental health. And like it takes a long time to like really pull yourself out of the mud. Mm-hmm. I think yoga was that anchor of like really helping me get out of this like really shitty place mentally and it was I don't know from there I was like this is great like it's kind of like a drug that I don't need to like pay for right well I mean you kind of do if you go to a studio but you can also oh yeah your own thing at home and like essentially you're just stretching so like I don't see why anyone could just like take five minutes out of their day to like do something so simple like yeah try to reach for your toes if you don't get there one day you will yeah i i was listening to another podcast or something or an interview or whatever where um and it and it kind of made sense because this guy was talking about people uh people who do yoga or get into it and like start teaching classes and then they become like really like positive mental attitude people like and i think and i was going to ask you if this is true but like just even stretching in ways that I guess the normal, not, I don't want to say normal, but like the 21st century body isn't used to stretching, like opens up synapses in your brain that makes you like feel different or like it's like a biochemistry kind of thing as opposed to not only mental thing. Does that make sense? It does, but I also don't know like that aspect of yoga that well to like speak about it. Um 
I mean, there's like such a whole universe of yoga that's not just like the poses. Because like when I was going through my training, we were learning a lot about like the chakra system and how much that like can affect us as a being or like maybe we suppress a certain area in our life, whether it be like our ability to communicate, our ability to like open up our our hearts to like vulnerability or even just like finding a simple balance, whether it be literal balance or just like not literal balance, like just thing day to day stuff. Um, so I don't know. I guess when you figure out like how to quiet down the mind or just quiet, I don't know, like work with the body, you kind of into in turn, like tap into a deeper I don't know, like human sense. It's just a weird, complicated thing. And like, I never really know how to explain, I guess, yoga to people because there's just so much more than like this really cool pose that you saw this one person do. Like, sure, that's cool and all, but like there's so much more to it than just like being. Yeah. It's like a, it's probably something you feel more than you can explain. Right. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, I really like that. I really like, um, and I think it's mostly be because of uh, me following you on Instagram. But when I go into the Explore tab, there are a lot of people, like a lot of yogi people. But I like yours because, like, you always say something really positive, and I found like that's usually a trend, like with other people. But I, not that I don't like them or care about <laughs> them, but it's like I know you personally, so it's like really cool to like. Even if I don't like the post, it's like all right, that's a good little nugget of positivity I needed. You just need your like little daily reminders that like everything's okay, because like hey, not everything's okay all the time, and like maybe someone out there just needs a little reminder, like hey. It's usually me. Got you. I got you. Like, <laughs> probably know what you're feeling. Yeah. Talk about it, but like, we've we've. I think the human experience we all share like similar feelings, whether it be in, caused by different effects. Like, we all feel a certain feeling. Like, we all yeah feels like to be really angry to the point where you're like punching a hole through the wall, or we all know what it feels like to have like your heart ripped out of your chest and you're just standing there like looking at your fake beating heart like oh what's next like <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> I f- yeah oh so so how else are things um oh wait i actually had a question um so the so two or three years ago you said you started yoga is that right <laughs> was that like around the time you were in arizona um, no, I, that was like way before Arizona. So maybe it has been longer than two, three years. Cause I was in Arizona, I think actually like two years ago today, I was on a plane to Arizona. Oh, wow. Out, y'all like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I was working at Manhattanville at the time. Like they took me on after gra- graduation and they were like, feel free to keep working this job you've been working for like two years and you know eventually we'll kick you out of here but in the meantime till you feel settled like keep on working and I probably mm-hmm. stayed with them as like a temp for like I don't know six seven months after graduation I was just sick of sitting at a computer all day I felt like my curtain mm-hmm. I didn't really know what I was doing where I wanted to go and like I said F it and I just like 
joined a conservation corps in Arizona. So I basically was like building trail, um, maintaining trails, doing any kind of like restorative work for national monuments, national parks. And essentially I was kind of like living out of a backpack and living in a tent for six months, which was super killer because like I've never, I don't think I really had camping experience before that. So I kind of learned along the way and Mm -hmm. joined a a core. Like I, I met other really cool people from all over the country. So I feel like at this point I probably have a friend in every state (laughs) Oh, nice. This is really cool because I know if I ever go to, like, I don't know, anywhere in Montana, I probably have someone I could talk to. Or if there's someone in Georgia, like, I probably have a house to stay. Um, But I just met some really cool, like-minded people. And I think that's super important to, like, me and I guess just, like, people living and being okay. It's, like, finding a niche of people who share the same ideas as you and, like, being able to feel comfortable Versus, like, feeling awkward and not knowing what to say to people. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm still trying to find that now. Like, it's, it's kind of difficult. Like, I think, um, I mean, in my experience anyway, it's like that little group of people has changed. Because I feel like I have changed so much over the course of, like, probably as long as you've known me. Six years. <laughs> you know? But... That's interesting because that makes sense. I've been like wanting to do that too. Just find this a group of a group of folk that are into the same things I'm into. Super hard, especially. I think it all boils down to location. Um, and I think like both of us come from an area of New York where it's it can tend it has tendencies to be very isolated, but yet like if you find the right area you can probably get a whole bunch of people together but then also the older you get like people have their lives (laughs) like people are focused in other areas of life so you like sometimes you feel like or I know for me personally like I feel like I have so much time in the world sometimes but like everyone else around me is like oh no I got this oh no I got that I'm like but 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 I got the time like (laughs) the time like It can be frustrating, but then I realize, like, hey, relax. Like, you have, to, yeah, like, you'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I don't know. Are you at that stage where all your friends are getting married or having kids yet? I feel like I hate to say it, but I feel like that's been happening for, since like high school. Like, <laughs> people around me have just been like on that boat for like years now, and I'm over here just like, how are you doing it? Like, shout out to you, but like. That's not even a thing in my mind right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool. Like, people, I don't know, they want to do their thing. I'm used to, like, my friends and stuff, or people that I know, like, having kids and stuff. But it's, um, the the recent, I guess, thing in my life is that a lot of my cousins are getting married. They're all, like, we're getting, like, the RSVP things and, like... My parents are like, one of my cousins just got engaged and uh, we're, th- we're just a month apart or like a couple months apart in age. And my dad's like, yeah, so so-and-so's uh, just got engaged. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. How old is she again? She's like a couple years older than you. And I was like, no, we're the same age, dad. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, she's at the age to get married. And so, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, just find someone and get married and like marry them? Like, it's it's not how it works. I feel this weird pressure by my family to get married now that, that that's happening. Block it out. I feel like, and I am a firm believer in like, our paths are so different. And like, sure, it'll probably happen to us along the road. But when it does, like, it'll come when it needs to. And for the time being, like, enjoy the hell out of like this type of freedom before you feel like locked into something and you're like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish uh i wish my my microphone caught the face you made like could <laughs> audibly catch that face you just made <laughs> it was so good because it's exactly what i was thinking and feeling but oh man i was um I was actually talking to one of my friends um, this past weekend, and I was telling him about this, and we were just talking about it, and I was like, dude, when I get married, I want it to be, like, I just want to let, I want it to ha be happened already, like, not even tell people, like, I'm engaged, <laughs> but then just one day on Instagram, there's a picture of me, and it's just like, I'm married now, Paul Baby got married, like, that's it, and that's how people, like, find out, and it's just like, oh, okay, I guess this is something that happened. Marriage is such a weird thing. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I'm like one of those, um, I feel like, uh, I feel like so old, but at the same time, like, I still feel like that 15 year old, like romantic. That's like, we're going to get married and stay together forever. You know? So like, I'm trying to put that part of myself to bed yeah but it, like sometimes I'm like oh it'd be nice to you know have somebody to be emo with <laughs> I'm sure you and that special emo one yeah probably ah, I, I don't I don't put much, too much weight in it I just I like I love joking about it though it's one of my favorite things you just gotta laugh about bullshit yeah, for sure. Pressuring you. I mean, I feel like that's what most comedians do. They like just joke about like really serious things because that's how they cope with it. So maybe that's just how you cope with it. You just um, a little comedian making fun of yourself and making fun of others. Yeah, I did that. And I'm glad this is like this episode isn't going to like come out next week or anything. It's going to come out in a couple of months. So I don't have to deal with this embarrassment later. But <laughs> that reminds me, um, I started going to this um, last week. I started going to the support group for people who have depression and anxiety and other mood disorders. So it's like people under 30 and we all get in there and we just like talk about our stuff and try and get it's not therapy, but it could be therapeutic. That's like one of the things they say. But it's just like fun for me and not not fun. But you know what I mean? Like, it's good for me to be around um, those people and, like, get out of my house for once. But last week was my first time, and I, like, it was hard for me to open up. And I started, and then, like, I started crying, right? And everyone's like, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cry. Like, it's, this is embarrassing. I'm sorry. And everyone's super nice. Everyone's like, oh, it's okay. Thanks for opening up. Like, it's your first day. We don't expect. And then I was like, no, no, I'm really sorry for crying because I'm a man and this is Trump's America now. And men are not supposed to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody started laughing. And then I was like, I'm sorry. I cope with my sadness with making stupid jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I thought that was pretty good. I thought I was pretty quick-witted on that one. I wish I could be so, like, quick on my feet like that. So these people in the support group, like, I'm assuming they've been going to it, like, as often as they can. Yeah. It was, um, when I first went in there, I thought it was weird. But then, like, the guy that ran it was like, oh, it'll be fine. Like, we all know you're new because like, everybody just, like, fucking knew each other. Mm-hmm. It was like being the new kid in class almost, except, like, everyone was willing to get to know you in that class as opposed to, like, let's bully him or her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. What's that? One day there will be a new kid and then maybe the same shit will happen to him or her. Yeah. Fine. It, it it's it yeah they i don't i don't know how else to explain it but like it was just like a really fun not i shouldn't say fucking fun because that's like definitely the wrong adjective but it was a really cool like experience to just uh talk to people and then you know try try to help even though like i don't know it was just good to be in that kind of environment, you know. I'm glad you went. I mean, I feel like that also in itself takes a lot of courage for someone to just, like, throw themselves in a situation like that. Yeah. A bunch of people they don't know. It it ended up being because, like, um, like I haven't left my house in a long time, and, like, the only person I hung out with was um, my neighbor who lives, like, two doors down from me. And... um he and I both have like the same sort of mental health issues. So we'll like go out to a bar and talk about them for like three hours and then it'll be, and that's fun. And then he was like, I'm actually going on a trip out of the country or across the country. I'm like, he's going on vacation. And I was, and I made a joke like, Oh man, who am I supposed to talk to about all this shit? And then he told me to like, go to that. He was like, if you really want to go to this support group. So I went because he told me about it. I wouldn't have gone if he didn't tell me about it, but. Yeah. The power of word of mouth, man. Yeah. When they when they were asking me, like, how did you hear about this? I was like, my friend told me that I should come here because he shouldn't be the only person I talk to about these things. And everybody was like, you have a really good friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was nice. But anyway, what what else was going on in your life, my bud? Honestly, not much. I feel like I'm just chilling through life right now. Sometimes, mm. like, stress a little, but, like, who doesn't? Uh, yeah. I'm also, like, trying to battle between, like, work, but I really want to travel. Mm. Or, like, I just want to get paid to travel, but I don't know, like, how to find that. <laughs> yeah. I've considered maybe being a flight attendant, but then I was like, I think that's more stress than it really needs to be. And also, you're really not, like, staying in these locations that long. You're literally, like, on a plane the whole time. Or, like, yeah. like a few hours or a day in this place that you're flying to. I mean, I guess the cool perk is you get, like, free flights, I think is what it is. But yeah, I scratched that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been thinking about that a lot too. Like I want to about traveling anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I want to do that. Like I did that for like two weeks straight, just like with just a book bag, and it was like the most intense. It's when it's when I was in Arizona. 
which is really cool. Like, I want to move to Tucson. Like, that's something I've been thinking about. I never got the chance to visit Tucson, but I've only heard, like, amazing things about it. But also, Arizona in itself is such an interesting state, I think. Yeah. It's so diverse in just, like, landscape, but definitely the people who live there, too. Like, if you've ever been to Sedona, I feel like it's just a bunch of, like, old school hippies who like believe in crystal energy and stuff that's sick it's like weird but then you move to like phoenix phoenix sorry to anyone who's from phoenix but i think it is a bullshit city i don't think it should exist because it's a city in the desert so it takes a lot of energy to like keep it functioning it's just like it's a waste of energy phoenix is a waste of energy in my opinion <laughs> anyway i'm sorry one for, w- for phoenix <laughs> opinion i i was there too that's where I, I i had to walk like a couple blocks to get a tattoo and it was uh the worst experience of my life <laughs> not getting the tattoo they're just like walking in phoenix i don't think i i mean i'm not one to talk i really probably haven't spent enough phoenix but just like the concept of it being in the desert. It's not cool. <laughs> but uh, I was in Tucson for like a day and a half. And um, one of those days, or at least for 24 hours in that period, I, I was like kind of just alone and I had to like figure stuff out. And oh my gosh, I just like found the weirdest hipster punk kids to like hang out with. And I was like, why do all of you just like me for some reason? Wait, like we were going for like a cousin's graduation or something. Yeah, and then there's like a whole lot of things where it's just like, um, Paul, you can go to this or you can do whatever because we didn't really plan for you being here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna go do the other thing, like, <laughs> you know, see if I can. Yeah. Um, although I did go to the graduation, it was pretty dope. Um, I didn't realize like talking about like how you said our our school was so small i didn't realize other schools were fucking giant dude i probably went to drexel like once a semester and i just was like why didn't i go here like i feel like i would have been more okay in a big school a small school because you're like no one knows you in a big school everyone knows you in a small school it's like not today not today it feel like high school sometimes. That's what I felt like. I think everyone felt felt that way about that school. Yeah. Yeah. When you visit like a bigger university, you're just like the there's like so much room for like fun and no one. Yeah, you can literally n- never be known in the school if you choose to. Oh man, as your face, but like someone else who's probably never seen you before would be like, oh, they go here, like. Yeah. Have you ever thought of going back to school? I tried. I like actually studied and took the GRE. Then I got before and I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. Cause like I suck at math, dude. Oh yeah. I, I don't, since I was little, like I just never got math. I still have to like count with my fingers to do basic <sighs> math. It's, it's. Like... <laughs> We're in the same boat, man. Like, listen, there was one time I was trying to do simple math for like my parents for a tip and I was like, yeah, it's like five bucks. And she's like, did you just say two plus two is five? And I was like, uh, no, you you said that. Like, 
those weren't the numbers you gave me. And they're like, they're the numbers we gave you. I wish I could be quick with math, mental math. I just, I'm like, six plus five is, um, like, 11? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Um, so, yeah, I've tried. When I did my thing in Arizona, I basically got a, what is it? A, I don't know if it's a grant, but they, I have money and, like, a pool. I need to put like if I want to go back back to school, I have like three thousand dollars to my name, like take a course at a school if I wanted to. But I have like seven years to decide. Well, probably four years now to decide what I want to do with it. But I don't know. It's like such a different, I guess, way of like trying to go back to school. Because like in high school, you have people around you like applying to schools, or you have your teachers or your guidance counselors being like, "Hey, bud, you need help finding a." grad school or like college or whatever like after college you're literally on your own it's like you are your own motivator if you really want to go for it you have to like push yourself every day yeah how lazy i was like this is too much work like someone was doing it for me before now it's like i have to do it for myself no yeah (laughs) maybe maybe you shouldn't go back to school because it seems like you put more work into you like um just through talking to you right now anyway like you put more work into like teaching classes than you ever would have into going back to school. Right. I mean, when I was in Arizona, I met this guy who was like, uh, he's either 17 or 18 and he didn't want to go to college. So he took a gap year and he decided to like join the core and see like what his interests were. And then maybe take it from there. And then I, I literally looked at him and was like, I wish I was you when I was that age. Because no one told me, like, don't go to college. You don't need to. Like, if someone had told me to not go to school, I think I would have taken them up on the offer. And, like, have waited until I was really ready. Because I think I, like, at Emville, I kind of just picked a degree. I was like, that. Mm-hmm. Like, I took the most classes in it already. So I'm already working towards it. And Yeah. <laughs> So I suggest and highly recommend. I feel like in Europe they take a, a gap year. I th- yeah. need that. You need it to like know who you are and what your interests are versus like deciding along the way. Like if one hundred percent about what you want to do in life, don't try to half-ass it, which I think is what a lot of people do. Like myself. <laughs> Oh, wow. Putting yourself in that. I really did try to work hard. I just, like, went into an industry that was really difficult. AKA the music industry is just such a doggy-dog world, man. Yeah. I, you could say that about a lot of a lot of different things. Everything is like, let me get one up over on you. Or you have to, like, make yourself... You have to, like, compete in a way that's negative. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah me neither i'm not into that wouldn't i wouldn't even let myself get to that point of like being a total dick and fucking someone else over to like get that job but some people will and hey shout out to those people i'd rather just not be around them <laughs> ever i think i like cmj every year that i went i was just more and more intimidated just meeting people in the industry and like realizing the kind of personality they had and me just being like nope were they like um <clears throat> were were people like really um hmm, I don't know how to do it aside from doing this <laughs> full of themselves 
Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but I guess that is also like a quality people need to have to lead in the industry. It's just like you need to be full of yourself and like the nicest way possible. Um, but no, I mean, people who work in the music industry, they all like dress in like weird fedora hats and like jeans and a t-shirt or something. Like they're super chill. Like they definitely are like the most laid back people you could ever meet. But they're also just totally like, I think they're just so good at what they do that they know it, that they don't really need to like carry themselves in a certain way. They're just like, they could be blindfolded and like do it really good. I don't know what I'm saying, but Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what the music industry is like. So I've only gotten bits and pieces of it. That's more than I have. So, you know, there's always that. That there's something um, be- that I just remembered now. Sorry that I kind of yelled. Uh, but um, I rem- we were both doing the radio station thing, and um, I remember having this killer anxiety at any time there was a microphone in front of my face, and now I'm doing this with you, and it doesn't feel that way. And I think that's really weird. By having this really weird moment. That's awesome. No, I used to love being at the station because I knew no one was probably listening to my show. So it was a time for me to just like literally talk about bullshit about nothing. And like no one's going to judge me because no one's listening. But it's fun. Like, I mean, we do it all the time. And if you don't, you're a liar. But like we all talk to ourselves. Yeah. Like when we're driving, when we're walking, we probably, I mean, I know when I'm driving and when I'm walking down the street, I'm having conversations with myself and someone's probably like, what's wrong with her? But like, I don't know. Sometimes you just got to like let shit out. And like, if you don't have someone immediate to talk to, like just voicing it out into the universe is like a way to get it out. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. I, I was doing that earlier today. I like, I like dropped my keys and I was just like mumbling to myself about how I had to bend over. I didn't really want to bend over. <laughs> I was like, my shirt's going to come untucked. Like, come on, man. Get it together, dude. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. So, what? I keep asking you what else you're up to, but you can ask me stuff too. I usually wait till like, you know, the end or like close to the end of the hour, but I don't know. I just want to like catch up regular. I don't want it to be like, you know, we're doing a podcast. Q&A. Mm. Answer. Answer. Did you just say, I don't know? <laughs> I don't want to know anything about you, Paul. I know. Oh. <laughs> You know everything? I don't even think I know when your when is your birthday? When is my birthday? Wow. So I used to because I was um lame and of course everything I have to say is like a five minute story, but I used to hide my birthday from everybody and like not tell anyone because I thought like that's cool now, you know? <laughs> but then no one shows you love and then you're like, But it's my birthday and no one's saying anything to me. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true, <laughs> but uh, my birthday is August twenty eighth. 
August tenth. Oh snap! Wait, so are you a Leo or nah? No, I'm a Virgo. Oh. Yeah. I okay. Do you ever get questions about like or like? So you tell people your birthday and you tell them your zodiac sign. Do people feel the need to like give you an analysis about the type of person you are based on your zodiac sign? I've had that a couple times. Not in a lot. Not not recently though. I never. I mean, I've never been into like zodiac signs, but I feel like that happens all the time. They're like, "Oh, you're Leo. You don't seem like one." And I'm like, mm, "I don't know what that means because I don't know what being a Leo means." But yeah, um, one of my friends gave me this website called like Secret Birthday, and you put in you put in your birthday, right, the year and the day and everything, and then it like tells you all this general shit about yourself that could or could not be true you know but that's mostly like every like horoscope or anything it's like they're all just like vague statements that may or may not apply it's almost like um have you ever had your um tarot reading like have you ever done that yeah i feel like that's the same stuff it's like or like let me see. I went to this thing in Brooklyn called Hall of Magic, which is just like one of these weird pop-up museums that are like a trend now. Totally mm. not worth it. My friends and I basically skipped a two-hour line with BS excuse to get in early. And there was this woman in a room doing tarot readings. She kind of asked a general question. And I think from that one question, she was able to like tell from our responses like what kind of person we were. We did our tarot reading. She, like, came up with such crazy weird things, but they were also just very, like, simple phrases that we could then interpret. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but just, like, that's... All that stuff to me is, like, weird. Because sometimes it makes sense, but also it's, like, you're t- yeah. telling you and applying it to, like, what's going on in your life and therefore being like, oh, how does she know? Right. Here's my weird experiences with tarot card reading. So one time I was also in Brooklyn and some dude was just doing it on the street and I was drunk and I was like, (laughs) I'll do, I'll go for it. And everything he said didn't make any sense. But you know what I mean? And I was like, that's cool, man. Nice. (laughs) And then um, I went to someone else a month or two later and I thought it was going to be the same thing, but it wasn't like at a store or at a business. It was like in their house and they uh, had this whole thing set up and they were like um, burning sage and like incense and all that. And I was like, okay, so this is not what I <laughs> expected. And I'm a little nervous right now as, as to what's going to happen. And like almost everything they said was like so specific that it's like how is this possible how does this how do you know that like instead of being like um the one thing i i like really remember that freaked me out um they were like do you they described a a a thing in my life that i had when i was 14 like in full detail how did it yeah and i was like (laughs) <laughs> I, I was like what because because here's the thing too and there's no way this person would have known that what 
what even one thing it was like this giant tv that had like that had pennies all over it because i i would tape pennies to this tv and there's no way they've never really been in my house or seen that television but there's no way they would have known anything about it it freaked me out i loved it i would do i would do it again with that Thank person though that's it's weird like sometimes i want to hate on it but then other times i'm like I mean, I have been told things by a total stranger that are actually true, and it's just like, how does a card tell you that much about a person that you can tap into, like, such a specific, like, moment or just, like, event that happened in that person's life? Yeah. Oh, and this was before she pulled the cards out. The stuff she pulled the card. Yeah. Yeah. That person definitely just put a security camera in your house. You know, have like indirectly known you your whole life. And they just remember you being that kid at 14 putting pennies on your TV, man. <laughs> Honked and stalked your whole life, dude. <laughs> but um, I'm like on the fence. I'm like in between. I'm really interested in it. And like I'm really interested in the people that are just like doing it on the street, you know that are like just saying like you're a hard worker right there's something you work hard at in your life (laughs) everyone's gonna fucking say yes to that dude (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely like some people believe it and they're like firm believers then you got people who are like you're a lie why are you doing this with your life then us who aren't so skeptical and we're like all right i'll give you the benefit of the doubt yeah for sure (laughs) Yeah. Psychics, man. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so into that. I'm so, there was one person I used to work with, um, years ago, almost two or three years ago, but I told them about like, and I was trying to weird her out, to be honest. I was like, I'm just gonna, um, it's like, what are you doing after work? I was like, I'm going to go home and, you know, like burn sage in my room, get rid of those evil spirits. You know what I mean? And then she like her jaw dropped and her eyes opened and she was like oh my god and she just went into all of this like new age spiritual stuff and i was like <laughs> dude i was like spirituality is so weird when i was in arizona they, they there's this i don't know if you've heard of it but there's like like all these vortexes and stuff where like people go to like certain tops of like rocks and stuff and perform like these crazy ritual events like under a new moon or something I don't really know what it's supposed to do, but, like, people really believe in, like, that kind of higher energy stuff, which is, like, I mean, I believe it. I think I believe in it. Yeah. And, like, participated enough to be, like, nah, dude, like, this is real. So I'm just, like, eh, you guys are weirdos, man. Yeah. I I hope, like, you know, I... I don't want to say they're weird, like, in a bad way. It's just, like, weird in an interesting way. Like, I'm so, like, intrigued. I agree. Because, no, like, I'm... One, like, can believe in whatever they want to, but... Yeah. Whatever. I'm so into that that energy, that, like, keeping a positive energy and, like... At least more recently. I mean, like, a couple months ago, I was, like, all about being negative. But, like... No, you gotta be positive, man. My... yeah. My dear friend, John Sipa, in my senior year of high school, I was, like, going through a weird time. 
like usual. And he was like super into this band H2O. I don't know if you know of them, but like. I do. I just don't want to cut you off. H2O. And they have a song. It's like, I think it's called PMA or just like it's Positive Mental Attitude. And like literally it's a whole minute of just like, we got that attitude. PMA. And I'm just like, so like in a weird way, he put me onto it at such a good time because I think from then on, like even through college and now into where I am, I'm like, dude, keep it positive. Like stop trying to bring yourself down with all that negative bullshit. Just like give yourself little spurts of positiveness, like whatever it is. So anyway, H2O is dope. I think that was my first, that was the first and only time in my life I crowd surfed to a band. (laughs) Really? Yeah, they played like House of Vans in Brooklyn one summer. And I went to the show and my John was with me and he was like, you're doing it. So him and my brother like lifted me up and I was like, I'm doing this. Like this is happening right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I... I've only done that. I've only done that twice because I was always been so afraid. Dude, I've heard horror stories of people like not being supportive and they just fall on the floor and like break a body part. And I'm like, yeah, like, do I want to go down like that? <laughs> no. Dude, the the first time I did was like at a modern baseball show, which was weird because like I went with one of my best friends and then we did something that was totally out of character where we talked to everybody else. Like we didn't talk to each other. We just like made new friends together, you know? Um, and then I made friends with this one dude who's like six feet tall. He's huge. And um, we were talking and he was like, oh, do you want to like go up front? Like, cause Bobo's about to play. I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. That sounds fun. And then um, he like, you know, puts his arm around me cause we're like jamming. He looks down at me and he just goes like this. And I was like, yeah, thumbs up. This is cool. <laughs> And then he picks me up like a wrestler. Like, you know how they slam, you know, he picks me up like that and then like darts me. <laughs> That's great. And then like, I was like, I don't really want to jump off the stage or anything because this is terrifying. So I kind of just like tripped over it. And then the weirdest thing is like, so then I was like, I kind of just want to go down. So I like started to fall and it felt like you ever have those dreams where you're like, oh my God, I'm falling right like but then you never hit the ground so many people caught me like right before i hit the ground and just like lifted me back up that's terrifying <laughs> yeah. i like such a cool feeling like how did you feel after that did you feel like you had a weird support group underneath you the whole time yeah it felt really strange it felt like um it's something that um i think no one should ever feel it was so euphoric and like super weird the the second time I did was actually in July. I went to go see Joyce Manor play. And um I was like, yeah, I'm going to get rad. Like <laughs> I I wasn't I wasn't even drinking either, so I wasn't even like on that kind of level. I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get super cool. <laughs> and then I climbed up on top of somebody and then I start getting crowd surfed and then I drop back down and my glasses start to fall off my face and I just like grab them as hard as I could and smash them in my hands. So now I'm blind. Ugh. Yeah. I feel like if anyone are four-eyed people, like maybe you should just enjoy the show without glasses cuz I've definitely RIP'd some glasses at shows before. <laughs> RIP'd them. <laughs> I remember I went to go see like Circus Survive and that night before I was like, ah, "I'm going to take it easy cuz it was at whatever it's called PlayStation Theater. It's gone through like 20 different names at this point." 
Yeah. That's seating in the back. So I was like, I'm just going to hang out in like the seats and like enjoy the show. Like, take it easy. I'm too old for this shit. They played my favorite song and I was like, no, I'm going in. And like the second I stepped in there, my glass flew off and I was bored for the rest of the night. I was like, damn. <laughs> I made a huge mistake. Um, but yeah, I, I'm start like after that night, I'm like, I'm never going. I'm like definitely getting to the age where I'm like too old because my body hurts so much more than it used to. Just waking up. It sucks. I should start doing yoga. Dude, it helps. I mean, I think even now, like, I have really bad, like, lower back pain, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, like, I try to stretch it and, like, move my body. Like, just doing a little bit here and there really helps for sure. Yeah. Just doing something for, like, five minutes or just, like, sitting in a pose and breathing five breaths into it and that's all you did probably gonna help yeah this past week or so i've been waking up early to like do the yoga that i remember for like 20 minutes just so i feel like my body is getting some use out of instead of just like sitting around or reading or like sitting in front of my computer i feel like most people tend to develop stiffness because they just like not refuse but they just don't want to like move yeah I mean, our bodies are so cool. Like, we can do such crazy cool things with it. I still smell from this morning. I didn't... Dude, I... Yeah. My friends hate me because, like, my armpits always stink. Or, like, I just smell like B.O. most of the time. <laughs> I mean, I don't care, really, because, like, whatever. But, I mean, maybe hygiene is cool, but... <laughs> do you ever? Do you ever, like... I can tell you're wearing like a hoodie, but you're like, okay, so I'm going to change. Cause this was happened to me like before I called you. It's like, I don't want to wear this hoodie. I'm already sweating again. And then I take it off and then you get a whiff of that, that armpit, but then you kind of like it. You're like, that doesn't smell too bad. Yeah. There are certain levels of like armpit smell where it's like, all right, this is bearable and it kind of smells good in a weird way. And then there's times where it's like, all right, I can smell myself through this shirt. So my person next to me is probably going to be like, Ugh. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't really care much because when I was in Arizona, like I would go weeks without. All right. I would go like a week without showering, but because I didn't have a place to shower. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I would like baby wipe myself down and be like, ah, this is good. good yeah, <laughs> it's as good as it's going to get. I used to do that um, at Manhattanville because I don't know if you know this, but there is a while where I was just like living in my car on that campus where like. All of my stuff was, like, in the back seat of that silver car. And I was just like, man, I'm smelly. So I would, like, I would put on more layers than I needed to just so the stink wouldn't come out. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Whatever. I Yeah. People were more accepting of our natural smells. But, you know, society decides we need, like, to smell like mangoes and grapefruits to, like, be cool. Yeah. We're getting close to that hour, and I know you gotta go soon. Um, I always usually ask if there's anything you want to ask me, anything, literally anything, and I will answer it. If you it could could go on a plane right now and just go anywhere in the world for as long as you want, where do you want to go? Oh, that's a hard question. That's hard. I have this weird thing of like I want to I want to see like all of America before I start like traveling out of country um do i get to go other places after i land 
Okay, three places in America. Three places. I would probably... Okay, so I would probably fly... I would probably start in, like, Vegas or something. Um, Because I have a friend who lives there, and um, she is a part of, like, a really cool punk scene there. And I really just want to see that, as opposed to, like... The strip. Yeah, as opposed to, like, the Vegas experience, you know? Um, And then from there, I would probably... Probably go um, to San Diego because I was there for like a day and I wasn't really, I wasn't really, you know, getting to be there. Um, But my brother lives there now, so I go like see him hang. Um, And then from there, I'd probably go back to the Bay Area because, uh, or like San Francisco. I think that I wouldn't stay there, though. I'd stay there for, like, two weeks, and then I'd leave. Can I have a fourth place? Go for it. <laughs> then I'd probably go to, like, Nashville. Dude, I'm going to Nashville in March. I'll let you know how it is. I've never been. Have you? No, never. Dude, I'll let you know. <laughs> please. Please. I, I only hear weird things about that that place. Like, I'm into weird stuff, so maybe I'll, like, never come back from Nashville. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is there, before I stop recording, is there anything you want to say to the people? Um, I don't know. Stay classy, stay weird. Live life with grace. Nice. <laughs> nice. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for catching up with me, too. Thank you so much, man. Just seeing your face like this is like, it's good. And that was the episode with Candace. Thank you so much for doing this again. And thank you all for listening to me and my friend catch up about the old days and talk about new stuff and share stories with each other it really means a lot to me candace is really someone who's been so important to me ever since i have met her uh she's always the first to reach out if it has been a long time and i guess subconsciously she was an inspiration for me to do the same thing except i would record it and make it weird for everybody so thank you candace and thank you guys for listening if you want to keep up with me, you can do so on Twitter at NotPaulMassBad. That's where I hang out. That's where I live. Tweet me about wrestling. I love it. I always love it. I'll never not love getting tweets about wrestling because I never get them. If you want to keep up with this podcast, you can do so by searching your stranger and friend on Facebook or Instagram. There's an Instagram page. I'm working on updating all of those things more regularly this week. So just hold on to your hats for that if you're a hat wearer. But anyway, until next time, after I finish all of my crazy sets of a million, because I love bench pressing and lifting weights and deadlifting and being a strong boy, until then, I've been Paul Nassbad. And next week, on Dear Stranger and Friend. You're out for a long time. Part of me felt like you weren't coming back. And I was like, that's cool, man. I could have not come back. I had almost everything I needed to not come back.